Welcome to Books on Air, the podcast that tells the story behind the book. It includes insights from authors about how they compose their work, what inspires them, and what they hope you'll take away from their book. Here's your host for this episode of Books on Air, Suzanne Harris. Welcome to the Books on Air podcast. I'm Sloan Fremont, filling in for Suzanne Harris. This is a podcast where listeners get the secret story behind every book. Joining me today is Ben, author of the book, A Voyage of Mystery. This book covers the highs and lows of life, including love, environment, and many other genres, all in poetic form. Ben, I want to welcome you to the Books on Air podcast. Thank you very much. I'm glad you're here. So let's start out by telling the audience just a little bit about yourself and what led you to write your book, A Voyage of Mystery. Well, I started writing when I was ill a few years ago. I had something called encephalitis, mm-hmm. and it's an inflammation of the brain. Before uh-huh. then, I'd never written a word. Uh-huh. And so I started writing. I've done a few words, and sort of thing. But then I decided, no, nah, I don't want to do this. So I started writing again at the start of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And since then, I've done five books. Five? Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> yes, I'm at 110,000 words at the moment. About oh my 15,000 lines. And this it, book represents one part of that. Yeah. And are all your books poetry books as well? Or do you write other styles? Uh I do write other styles within them. I do prose, mm-hmm. and I write some of my poetry into song. But oh, okay. I can't actually put the music to the poem because I'm no good at music. <laughs> I have the tune in my head. Right. <laughs> then you have to translate it into the music, and <laughs> yeah, I get that. Well, that. That's for someone else to do. Right. In one of my books, I've left it at the end. I put them together, and maybe... That would be the next book, most probably. Maybe someone would look at it and maybe think, oh, I can do that. Right. Yeah. Then, so, you know? Yeah. And it sounds that. like you have a lot of ideas and in, in, in you, you've written five books. So tell us about what inspires your writing. Oh, I think everything, really. Mm-hmm. During the pandemic, it's just loneliness. Yeah. And I wanted to conveyed to my neighbours, we're not alone. So I wrote during the pandemic about 115 poems on it. Oh, wow. But they're all on different things. It's like when, when it seemed like there was nothing, the shit was rudderless. And our Chancellor Sunak had nowhere to go. And, you, you know, it's things like that. Yeah. And then I put in some, like, funny stuff as well. And... Um, I just had a neighbour come over to me today to get one of my books. Oh. And he said that he, he was going through the COVID last night and they were reading it with his wife and he didn't even like poetry two months ago and now he seems to love it. Oh, that's amazing. That has to be a great feeling as an author as well. It was. I gave yeah. him the book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so do you want to share one of your poems with us? Yeah, that's great. This one's called... Yeah, I'll do My Rusty Nail. It's about, well, you'll find out what it's about. Okay. (laughs) 
Bench once sturdy, now so old. Simple friend of memorable stories told. Garden adornment of memories now faded, but known when sat upon, important talks persuaded. This year, my mate did collapse. Punished by time, now had enough of that. Nails of frame were nearly all bent brown, but one stood solid, demanded a new crown. Not much to see, but as supported my family for so long. But back to perfection, its importance would continue on. But in what? There was no real choice. A bench part again. This nail would happen. This would, this would be nail voice. The inanimate, it is true. Such cannot sing. But in life, small can be the needed thing. Recycling impossible. There should be no enemy. The nail now is support for new generation of family. That's amazing. What's your favorite line in that poem? I don't really sort of have favorite lines. I, I just that, that a, a bench part. This would be have a new voice. Mm -hmm. So something that is reused, you mm -hmm. know, somehow you're getting a double life out of it, rather yeah. than just throwing it away. As we, yeah. you know, those things we just throw, like recycling plastics now. 20 years ago, roughly unheard of. Mm -hmm. So it's that sort of thing I wanted to get over. This might be an old nail, but it's been there for the family. I've sat on that bench. I've talked to the kids about things, you know, important things yeah. in life, in the garden. And it's, you know, you see it clap, you think, well, get some more wood. There's one nail left. Buff it up. There you go. It's something that goes on. Yeah. And to me, what that speaks of is perspective. Like, it is, um, yeah. you know, and I think we all got that during 2020 and, and beyond just different perspectives of, of things that we maybe saw every day or, you know, even activities that we did every day when everything, everything that we went through, it's like our perspective shifted in such a way that we can't see things the same anymore. And that's what that, speaks to me when you're in that poem yeah this is the sort of sense i wanted to convey by it mm -hmm. and i i use a uh, four line stanza model yeah four like 16 lines in total i'd like to sort of bring together as short as possible mm -hmm. explain as much within them words as possible right right and you know, this is where I think poetry should be. I know other poets are totally different to me. But, you know, it's just, it's something that really, I love. <laughs> yeah, well, now you feel it in the cadence, not not only in the words, but in the cadence of the of the poem, right? It, it you can feel the, um, the energy or the meaning of that in the cadence as well, I think, to me, when I, when I hear and, and read poetry. Yeah, well, I think this is what it should be about. 
Mm -hmm. I, I write in different styles, usually that style. Uh, there's so many types of things I write about. Right. It's, yeah. I just try to do it for the people in different formats, like love poetry, the environmental stuff I do. Mm -hmm. it, it's for the general population. It's for everyone around. And this is all I wanted to do is cheer people up a little bit during times of COVID. And not only that, it took me to a new world when I was writing it. Right, I'm sure. Yeah, and it sounds like your creativity was just and has been just, just well, flowing. Yeah. Well, I'm in a wheelchair. So I I haven't got the freedom most people have got. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't drive. Uh, well, I wheelchair I can, but <laughs> it's <laughs> at four miles an hour. I'm not exactly going fast. <laughs> yeah, and so that that changes your perspective, I'm sure. Right? You're it it, it and with writing, um, I mean it it there's there's so much freedom in writing. You can go wherever you want to go when you write. Well, and, it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, go ahead. I, as I say, it's like in my latest work, I've come up with a new world. A yeah. world of dreams. And you know, in this world of dream, it, it gives a possibility this is where we go as a second life or third life. It's about the soul. Mm -hmm. Because I believe that we all have a soul, whether good or bad, it passes on. Mm hmm. And you know that that favors my work considerably, I'd say nowadays. Right. Maybe not so much in the past, but I do love writing about things like that because, again, I'm writing from the heart and I'm writing to the people to say, "Look, life might be visible at the moment, but it's better to come." Yeah, and that um, authenticity comes through in your writing. Right. When you're writing from the heart and you're, when you're writing from um, from what is meaningful to you, uh, that shows through in your writing. Yeah. Yeah. That's how uh, I wanted to come across. Yeah. I just met a few people. Well, there's another girl now. I'm single. Been single for a few years. But I've met a girl now that is really loving my work and I haven't seen her yet. But we'll see what happens. Mm hmm Well, that's uh, exciting. At least she, she loves my work. So at least I've expressed myself. And, you know, she's writing a book as well. So maybe she can become a muse for me even. Who right. Knows? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, is there another poem in your book that you'd like to share with us? Yeah. Actually, this one... It's another simple one. I call these sort of just middle-of-the-row poems, really. I do complicate it, but this is a nice, simple one. It's called A Small Fortune. Opulence. 50p to spend on anything I want. Such luxury. Where is the nearest font? Baffled by choice. With what should I do? A pending question, if only I knew the answer to. Perhaps something sweet, maybe a chocolate bar. A deposit upon a toy car. Cigarette, 
bought, not borrowed from friend, or cup of char, sugared to buck the trend. Possibilities for you, I might keep wealth little, but mine, I could weep. Fifty pence may not be a lot, but it is all that I've got. Needed is nothing. Decision to throw away. Upon path to never might say. Mummy, mummy, I am rich. This before playing in another mud ditch. I love how you read that too, with the inflection and the, the energy behind it. I, I love I that you're... I tried to write it like that, so I yeah. dress it the way I needed it to be. I was yeah. I've never read aloud any poem yet, so <laughs> I don't really do that. I, I'll send them to people, but no one sort of heard it before. Yeah, no, I love your reading style with that, too. And I think that for the listeners and for those reading your poems, hearing the the author of the poem, um, you know, read it in their voice, I think also makes it very special to hear. I hope so. Yeah, I hope your uh, listeners have sort of enjoyed. Yes, yes. Um, so let's go back to the book just a little bit more. And um, I'd like to just ask you a couple of questions about about that, about when you're writing your books, what surprised you the most through that process? The speed. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. This book took me 12 weeks. Oh, wow. And it, you know, there's 20,979 words in it. That's amazing. I say, uh, all my books have roughly that, but my, my second to last one had nearly 27,000 words. Mm-hmm. And I've done them all since the COVID book. The COVID yeah. book took me just over a year. So I've completed four more books in literally a year. <laughs> That is an insane amount of time to to get. I just, I, 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 I just I'm writing for my sleep. I yeah. get up and I can write a poem down in five minutes, and then it's just correcting it at a later point or that later that day. It's just making them little corrections that I know might be wrong. Right. I do actually use a, a dream, a method of dreaming that allows me to remember most of my dreams. Ooh, what's the method no, called? I don't know. I haven't really got a name for it. <laughs> but I can wake up. It's like one morning. I woke up. I wrote three poems. In 10 minutes, they were done. And I remember one of them was called Family Do. And it was about, because it's isolation, it's about this old man usually goes to the Family Do and it's boring. And all he wants to do really is maybe nod off. But now, if he got to be on that family do, he wants to enjoy himself. Mm-hmm. So it, it totally, you know, the isolation of COVID has got to him that much. That now he wants a family do, whereby he's going to be part of the family and not just asleep. Mm-hmm. Well, and what it sounds like with your process, because um, I know, you know, I've talked to a lot of people over the years, interviews and such. And one of the key things that I think that, uh, for creative people who write and um, 
you know, really even, it doesn't even necessarily have to be writing, but you're, you're getting, you're taking the idea in the, in the moment and you're doing something with it instead of, oh, I'll get to that later. Or, you know, oh, that idea isn't a good one. I'll wait for the next one to come, right? You're taking the ideas in the moment and writing them down and, and getting them out of your head. And so you're able to move on to the next one. And what, to me, what that speaks to is that creativity, then there's room for it to keep growing because you're, 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 you're in a, like your energetic state is one where you're just, you're, the ideas just keep coming and you're, you're listening to the ideas. Maybe that would be the way I would explain it. So I think that's amazing that you're able to do that and that they, the ideas are coming that fast and you've written so many books in such a short amount of time and written, written your books from the heart for, um, you know, as you said, to help people, uh, look at things differently, have a different perspective. And I think that th that's amazing. And I want to thank you for joining us today to talk about your book. Thank you very much. Uh, before we close out today, what do you hope the readers learn or take away after reading your book? I just hope that yeah, some of it is serious stuff, but some of it is very light stuff. And if you smile at one poem alone, it's worth it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I yes. think there's a lot more than one you'll smile at, and some you'll laugh at, and some you'll look at and think, ooh, a bit serious. <laughs> right. So it's something for everyone, it sounds like. Yeah. It's yeah. like there's some for kids in there, but maybe for adults. And But it's like the 50 pence one. That's a kiddie one, really. You know, 50p, finding that little happiness that you, it creates. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yes, well, Ben, again, Ed, thank you for joining us today and being our guest on Books on Air. Thank you very much for having me. Yes, and then you can find more about the book, A Voyage of Mystery, on Amazon, and I'll link to the book in the show notes, so be sure to check that out. You've been listening to the Books on Air podcast, brought to you on webtalkradio.net. You can also hear this podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. I'm Sloane Fremont, and I hope you'll join us for the next Books on Air podcast. Remember, you never know who's going to be here, and you never know what we're going to talk about. Thank you so much for listening.